I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to part two of Deception, the company. (laughs) (laughs) Got to clarify that. We said it's going to only be three parts. And then I finished doing this and went, no, it's going to be more than three because this one alone is a doozy. But we left off with Catherine Bell dying. So obviously she lost her position with the company. But she died in October 1999. And it wasn't until October of 2000 where Scott offered to lend Laura enough cash to buy Deception so that she can turn the company back into a thriving business. Don't know why it didn't go to Lucy or where that option was. It was not even mentioned. So there we go. But Laura explained to Edward that she was looking for investors to get Deception back on its feet. And then she kind of went on like a little tour. And in November, she was talking with um, Amanda Barrington. And that was who that family is who owned the cannery for Mm -hmm. the Asian Quarter. And Amanda turned down Laura's business proposition and informs the would-be entrepreneur that her chances have succeeded with Deception are basically non-existent. Well, that's not very nice, Amanda. No. And then Laura and Sunny discuss deception. And Laura was at Kelly's working on the company when Carly came in to see Tammy. Oh, I love Tammy. I know. And Laura told her, and Carly asked her, so what you working on? And she's like, oh, deception. And then she told Laura that Sunny really did want to invest in her company, but she didn't have to be involved. Like that Carly wouldn't have to be involved and that she would talk to him. And Laura told her that, It wasn't that she didn't want Carly. She just wanted to do it herself. And Carly insisted that she would talk to Sunny. And later when Scott went to see Laura, she told him that she might have to wind up working with Carly after all. And Scott did not like the idea of taking Sunny's money, but it kind of sounded like it's what was going to have to happen in order to bring the company back. So then a few days later, Laura Laura went to the penthouse to see Sunny, but he wasn't there. Carly said that she hadn't talked to him yet about deception, but she would. And Laura was like, don't rush it. You know, it's whatever, whatever it happens. So then Sonny and Laura wind up talking. I think it was either a few days or a few weeks later, and she would agree to his terms, but she wasn't sure about the partnership with Carly as he was. And so they decided we're just going to do a month, but he disagreed. And then they finally came to an arrangement and it wound up being that Laura owned 50% of the company. Carly owned 49% and Sonny owned one. And then back at the penthouse, Bobby came over to talk to Carly and Carly was so excited to tell her about her new job at Deception. And then in December, Laura was looking for office space. And this is, so we started to kind of talk about this because I was like, wait a second, the poor Charles Hotel burnt down. And then I was like, I'm going to answer my own question here in a little bit. 
So Laura wound up looking for office space and was like so excited. She found the perfect place with a fabulous view. And there was a snotty real estate agent that said that she would have to deposit the check the next day. I'm going to go on the side with the agent and say that she was not snotty and saying, yeah, I'm going to need some money to hold this for right, you. Right. Especially if it's that perfect. Right. And as she was standing there admiring the view, Scotty walked in and he told her that it reminded him of their first apartment with no furniture. Aww. And she told him the furniture she could buy, but not the view as it was incredible. And he was like, so can you afford this place? And she said it was just a lease. She could pay it and that she had the money for it. And Scott commented that it was being bankrolled by a mobster and his unstable wife. <laughs> Laura told him that she didn't want to argue about it, but he told her that seemed to be what he said. Okay, you know, you seem to know what you're doing. And she didn't have a clue, but it just felt right. And he said, you're in your element. And she's like, what, makeup? And he said, no, flying blind. Oh, which that that was a lot of her young life. So, yes. Yeah. And he told her that her impulsiveness was her best quality. And then he kissed her. Then Alexis came to the deception office to run through some funding contracts since she told Laura that she was the representative for the person funding the company. Sonny. Remember when right, Alexis exactly. was Sonny's attorney? I don't know why they word it like that. Like, okay, we know it's Sonny because Laura knows it's Sonny. Laura said she would try to get out of the meeting she had planned. She couldn't, so she left and Alexis waited. Carly brought Sonny to the offices and complained that Laura had the bigger one. And this was Sarah Brown as yes. Carly. The OG Carly. Yes. Laura was on the phone with an ad agency telling them she wanted to go high profile with deception right away. She was impressed with the ideas they came up with. Carly came off the elevator to the newly renovated reception area. She went to her office and saw it was newly renovated. She went storming into Laura's office and slammed her partials on the desk. Laura got off the phone and told her she wouldn't believe the idea the ad agency had come up with for deception. And Carly told Laura that she would have to try a lot harder to get rid of her because that must be what she was trying to do. Laura just stared at her and Carly complained about her going ahead with renovating without consulting her. She asked Laura if she wanted to be called her highness and Laura apologized saying that she had been helping everyone but herself for so long. She just thought of wanting to do things on her own. She agreed to consult with Carly in the future and Carly told her she would make her own office boring if she wanted, but she would not make the reception area. The first thing that people saw should be impressive. Laura said she had an appointment with the ad agency and Carly said she wanted to go along. Laura was in her office at deception when Amy came in. She asked how Laura was surviving Carly and Laura admitted there had been a few bumps and bruises. She was looking at a book of pictures of previous faces of deception. Dominique and Brenda. She asked Amy about them as she didn't know Dominique and Amy said Dominique had a fresh and innocent look and Brenda was hot. She even tried to do her makeup like Brenda with disastrous results. She did not have the same coloring. Right. Those colors would be so wrong. Uh, no, <laughs> Amy was blonde haired, very fair skinned. Yes. Brenda has dark hair, olive skin. <laughs> no. Nice, nice try though, Amy. Laura thought maybe they should go back to the innocent look again. Later, she was with the guy from the ad agency looking through his books of models. Carly came in and they looked together, dismissing all the models for various reasons. They asked if he had anyone, and he said those were the most voted to break out big time. They told him they appreciated his hard work, but they would keep looking. After they left, they talked about what they wanted the face of deception to be, and they agreed on the innocent look. But when Laura suggested Elizabeth Weber, Carly came up with all the reasons why she would be wrong for the job. She was too ordinary looking. They couldn't agree at all. And Laura accused her of having a grudge against Liz. And that's why she didn't want her because Jason yes. did not think that uh, Liz was a plain Jane. So the hardest thing in putting <laughs> this entire, yes. I, I we kind of started this very poorly. So this is when Laura and Carly owned Deception mm -hmm. and ran it. Mm -hmm. so much side storyline involving Liz and Jason, Liz and Lucky, mm -hmm. Carly and Sonny, Carly and Jason, mm -hmm. Gia and Nicholas, all these <gasps> things. Stavros is in there. Yes. So it was really hard to work through this. So if there is something missed, sorry, because I only looked for a couple 
choice search words or else I would have, it would have taken a year for me to put this all together because yeah, the there grudge, was a lot to uh, work through. The grudge between all the young ladies is a storyline in itself. Yes. Yes. But this also, it really shows, you'll see, <laughs> it'll show it, it. We will see kind of where the start of a lot of these mm-hmm. little um, tips that we still have going on started. Right. I guess. Okay. So Carly asks Sunny if they can talk about deception and he says he's not interested. Just like we don't talk about my business, we don't discuss yours. She asked him if he would be willing to give her his 1% of deception and he said no. She told him that they were launching the face of deception again, but Laura wanted to ruin things by having a girl who wasn't even pretty. Liz Weber wasn't the right one for the job. Sunny thought she'd be good. Carly made a remark about him marrying Liz in a couple of years if he hadn't been forced to marry her. What? Why would he marry Liz? That would have never happened. Insane. And he asked that. He was like, so why would I be marrying Liz again? Because this is when Carly and Sunny weren't really in love. Right. So yeah, that's also one of these relationships that you're going to see is that this is when Sunny and Carly were together, but it was more of like a business arrangement. Mm-hmm marriage of convenience type thing rather than normally, what they did grow to be. Normally I would have said that there was too much of an age difference, but since Sunny was then hooking up with Emily later, I guess that would be okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. So Scott came by deception to see Laura at her request. She told him Carly Corinthos was turning out to be more of a challenge than she expected. Scott said that a simple solution would be to buy out Bonnie and Clyde. Laura laughed I like that I know <laughs> and said she wasn't ready to buy them out yet and she knows that she wouldn't want Scott to do it for her he said that he thought she had come to her senses so you're having a little trouble with Carly he asked that's an understatement Laura answered I was told Carly was impulsive but she is reckless this is all a game to her we are trying to launch a new ad campaign and all she can do is whine about who decorated the office she added She told him that they had called an ad executive to discuss starting up the face of deception campaign again. She saw him look at a picture of Dominique on her desk and asked if it would bother him for them to do the campaign. That's so sweet. I know. See, and like, I remember this because it was 2000, but I didn't know Scott and Dominique, so (gasps) it didn't make sense to me. And now after having seen last week, I'm like, (gasps) yes, I remember that. But then it asks your question, why didn't he... I understand that he took, he offered to help Laura and Laura said no, but she, she should have said yes on, it wasn't her boyfriend, whatever. It wasn't Scotty. Right. It was making Dominique's business live on. Yes. For their daughter. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So why? I don't know. I don't, don't you know, it wasn't just like her going to a man to have him. Right. Don't save me because you're my boyfriend. Let's reestablish this in the name of your dead wife. And why wouldn't they? And okay. We've talked about the fact that we're Serena, right? Why wouldn't they have considered Serena to be the face of deception then? Cause she would have been young at the time. Would she have, she would not have been old enough. She She would have been been a child. Okay. Yes. 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 But still, yeah. Laura's not the kind of person. Okay. Continue. I know I'm with you. He said he was okay with it. She said she had never met Dominique and he told her about how they met and married and that she had given him a daughter. He had some bad years after Laura dumped him, but Dominique brought him back. I just don't feel <laughs> like Laura would have been the person to be like, okay, let's continue her legacy. Right. Let's take some of the money that you got from Dominique's death. Mm-hmm. Some, I mean, Hundred million. He has a little extra. He has a little wiggle room. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So then Laura went to see Liz at Kelly's because this is when she was a server there. Mm -hmm. And Liz told her that she had been thinking of her and wondering how deception was going. Laura told her they had a crucial decision to make and they were launching the face of deception ad campaign. And she wanted Liz to be the new face of deception. She told Liz she would be perfect for the job. And Liz said that she would be making a fool of herself. Lucky came in and Gia. And just a reminder, Gia is Taggart's sister and Trina's aunt. Yes. Who had been listening to Laura and Liz. And Laura told Liz to talk some sense into his girlfriend. Laura told Lucky. Yeah, Laura. <laughs> Laura told Lucky to talk some sense into his girlfriend, Liz, before she passed up on the chance of a lifetime. Lucky asked Liz 
what does chance of a life, lifetime? Why can't I say lifetime? <laughs> Lucky asked Liz what this chance of a lifetime was. And Laura told him that she was trying to talk Liz into being a model for deception. Lucky thought that it was a great idea and she should go for it. And Liz said that she would freeze up when she had to do personal appearances. And Lucky asked, didn't she used to want to be a model? And Liz was like, yeah, when I was 12. But this was a real deal that Laura was offering. I'm pretty sure every girl at some point has been like, I would love to do that. Yeah. We don't actually go for it. That's a whole other conversation we could be having though. (laughs) And then Laura said that she really thinks that Liz could do it. And Liz was offered, but said, no, she just couldn't see herself. And Laura said, well, you change your mind. It's here for you. And then, then Laura tries to entice Scott into coming aboard on Decept for Deception as corporate counsel. And Lucky talks Liz into doing at least a test shoot for Deception. Then Lucky, Liz, Nicholas, and Gia wind up at Kelly's after a wedding disaster. I forget whose wedding. I did not go there. And they go to sit at the bar because Kelly's used to serve alcohol. We haven't really seen that in a very long time. Right. And Gia starts to comment about their day. And then she told Liz to share the good news with Bobby and Carly. And Liz told them that she was going to do a test shoot for the face of deception. Does anyone want to guess who didn't know this? (laughs) What do you mean? Of course, Carly knew because she's co-owner, right? Yeah. And Carly was shocked and said that she could not believe her partner would do this without her. Carly and Liz go at it for a while. But then Liz stopped and went upstairs. Lucky then asked Carly to ease up on Liz because he will be looking out for her. Carly then gets an idea. She grabs Gia's attention and offers her the chance to be the new face of deception. She wants to do a test shoot tomorrow. Gia agreed and said that she would see her first thing in the morning. And Gia was ecstatic as she and Nicholas left Kelly's. And then the next day, as Laura prepped Liz for her first photo shoot, Carly arrived with her own handpicked candidate for the new face of deception. After asking Liz and Gia to wait outside in the reception room, Laura blasts her business partner for trying to show her up. Later, Laura softens towards Carly after learning why the young woman was so out of sorts. I did not go down the rabbit hole. I'm not sure why Carly was so out of sorts. I'm not sure what Laura found out, but she started to have some understanding for Carly, I guess. I don't know, but I thought it was important to know that Laura started to not, not that she wasn't going to stand her ground. But that she was seeing more her understanding of Carly. Yes. Seeing okay. her as more of a person. Yes. And then Laura explains to Gia why she is so, so sold on the original concept of using Liz as a new face of deception and then assures the disappointed girl that she's still well, willing to test her for the job anyway. And then Scott objects when Max, Mac questions Laura about the hit on her business partner's husband. Oh, okay. Maybe something happened with Carly. Sonny was in an accident. I feel like that gets referenced at some point. I'm not sure. (laughs) But then Laura offers a grateful Carly some words of comfort. So that's what I'm going to go with, just piecing that together. Okay. So then Liz and Lucky were setting up Kelly's for a dinner with Nicholas and Gia. I like that they all had dinners there, like their little teenage years. They commented that they wish Emily was there and they were concerned about her with Xander. Which we talked all about in Xander Smith, who is Cameron's dad. Lucky brought ribs from their favorite restaurant and Liz had made brownies. She said that Nicholas would probably bring tons of side dishes and Gia would bring plenty of attitude. Lucky suggested maybe they cut Gia some slack for Nicholas's sake. They made a pact that if either of them was tempted to say something nasty to Gia, the other would kiss them. Needless to say, they got a lot of kissing in because Gia rubbed them both the wrong way from the start. Liz asked if Gia had brought her macaroni and cheese and Gia said it was only for family. She had bought a cake. They argued about the face of deception trials. Gia told Liz she was only being considered because of who she slept with. And Liz told Gia Carly only asked her because she hated Liz. Which is actually Uh, accurate. uh, Right. Exactly. That's actually why. (laughs) That's how it happened. And Gia was gorgeous. So, I mean, do not get us wrong. Like, beautiful. They were just down. They were completely two different looks. Yes. You had to be taking the company in one direction or the other. They were not the same. It was Dominique and Brenda again. Yes. But Dominique and Brenda never went up against each other. Exactly. So a few days later, Gia and Nicholas were at Kelly's when Gia noticed a man staring in the window at them. Nicholas told her it was Elton, Alexis's wedding planner. Oh, that might have been the wedding that they had come from. I don't know. 
I don't think that had happened yet. I don't know. Elton came in and Nicholas introduced them. He asked Nicholas to get his aunt to return his calls. He said he was finished as a wedding planner. Oh, maybe so. No one will talk to him since the fiasco. That yeah, makes sense. So, yeah. Okay. Boom. Who was Alexis marrying then in 2000? Is that Jack? 2001? I'll keep going while you yep. tell us who she's, who she's marrying. Alexis had compensated him well, but he still had expenses and he would be put on the streets. He needed Alexis to help him get another job or face chapter 11. Gia suggested deception, the company's Nicholas, the company Nicholas's mother owns. Elton said he had seen the press release, terrible as they were. He left to go see Laura and Nicholas asked why she told him about the job at deception. She said she thought Laura and Elton would be good together. He asked if she thought it would help her in getting the modeling job. She thought it couldn't hurt, especially as all the cards were currently stacked in Liz's favor. Scott went to see Laura and found her answering phones that were going crazy. He told her this is what she wanted. Things were really taking off. Be careful what you wish for, she replied. Scott tried to help her, but wasn't much help. They were talking about her needing help, and Scott said he hated to suggest Amy helping, but maybe she could Not call our her. Amy now, right. Amy Vining. Yes. Just then, Elton showed up, and Scott asked if he had been listening at the door. Elton was a affronted and said he had seen Nicholas and it was mentioned that she could use help. He told her Nicholas and him had worked on a project together. Scott was suspicious, asking what kind of project. A social event, Elton sniffed. The phone started ringing again and Elton answered. He helped out and Laura told him she couldn't really offer him a job without her partner's okay. She finally agreed a trial till Carly came back to work. Scott wasn't too pleased when he returned later. The ever-efficient Elton dazzled Laura with his expertise as he quickly settled into a comfortable routine at deception. Laura stifles an ironic smile when Amy warns her sister that Elton is a terrible gossip. Uh, that is very ironic because, as we've said before, the Amys are where you go for the scoop. The following week, Carly asked Laura if she had signed Liz Weber as the face of deception, and Laura said she would wait until Carly returned, as promised. Yeah, Laura's a woman of her words. Thank you. So I think that it was the Jacks, Alexis, Ned, Chloe. No, yes. Yeah. Where they married each, each other's other. partners, mm -hmm. but it was Ned and Alexis were actually wanting to be together, and... Yeah. Okay, cool. I was pretty sure that was from when we had done the 411 on couple swapping but i wasn't positive at deception elton was on the phone when carly walked in he put the person on hold and greeted her asking about her husband she said he was fine and asked if he was filling in he told her that he worked at deception laura stepped out of her carly office. loves when laura makes decisions <laughs> yes. about her laura stepped out of her office and saw carly carly asked if laura had made any other business decisions without carly besides elton laura assured carly that it was only a trial basis until carly returned Carly said she didn't want to fight as soon as she got back. Elton handled, handed Carly some information he had researched on the internet about post-surgery care. That's really sweet. That I mean, really he hadn't sweet. even met her yet. Exactly. And he was like, listen, I'm, I've got you. Yes. I'm going to help you. Here's how you can go care for your husband. Right. She thanked him and asked to see Laura and Laura's office. They went in and Laura told her again that Elton was only on a trial basis until Carly approved. She hadn't wanted to bother Carly at the time since she had been by Sonny's bedside and the phones had been ringing off the hook. Elton had shown up right in time. Carly agreed that Elton was okay, but wanted to know about the face of deception. She wanted to know if Laura had finalized that. She wanted to be there for the test shots and Laura assured her that she would be. Laura had pushed them back until Carly was ready. See, again, Laura is trying to respect she, you. Respect might be pushing it, but she was at least trying to honor her word that she would try to work with her. I feel I, like she respected her position, not her as a person, but I think she respected her relationship with Sunny. There you go. That she was not going to do that to Sunny. Got it. Not necessarily Carly. I yes. think she cared more about Sunny's 1% than Carly's 49. Absolutely. I think that, but, but at the same time, she was at least like, okay, you are my business partner. I cannot just go mm -hmm. make these decisions without you. Right. So then Mac took a bottle of champagne to Laura and congratulated her on being a business. Did Mac ever have a little thing with Laura? Did I he ever not. like have a little crush or something? I hope not. Because reading some of this, I'm like, it does sound like I'm like, it. did Mac like Laura? I don't remember. Oh, that would have been cute. No. But, 
He handed her the business license and she told him that she didn't think it was the police commissioner's job to deliver the business license personally. And he said that it wasn't, but he made an exception in her case. Kind of remind me of when Patrick brought David his merit or the license for his business on Schitt's Creek. And he was like, is that how that's done? Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> I like to think like, is that maybe where they got the idea right. for it? Like, did they, they were like, Mac did this. It's probably also been done in a million other shows since now. But, but it all comes from GH. It does. It really does. And then she asked Mac if he would like a tour of the offices. He said that he would. But Scott burst in and Mac and told Mac to quit harassing Laura about Sunny. So then that was the other thing. I was like, or was Mac just fishing? I think it was fishing. <sighs> Laura told Scott that Mac had just stopped by with a business license and Scott apologized. And Mac told Laura that he would be back later to for his tour and he left. Scott said... He was an idiot and apologized and asked Laura for lunch. I guess that means out to lunch, not like for lunch. Will you feed me? (laughs) No. Are you trying to bully her into giving you her lunch? (laughs) I I think he means, can we go out to lunch? Not, will you please feed me? And she said that she would, encouraging him to call, encouraging him to call himself names for jumping to conclusion about Mac. (laughs) I love Laura. Then Carly's phone rang and it was Laura. There was an emergency at deception Carly tried to get out of it, but Sunny insisted that she take the meeting. Seriously, if you're going to complain about wanting to be a part of it, and then the person's like, here, I'm trying to include you, and uh-huh. then she's like, I don't want to, right? then she's going to stop asking you to be part of it. So Carly reluctantly agreed, and as a cosmetic crisis occurs, I don't know what the cosmetic crisis was, Laura fills in on one of the reasons for her last-minute trip to Europe. Again, not entirely sure. Oh, by the way, we used SoapCentral.com's recaps. Yeah, so um, this entire write-up is brought to you by SoapCentral.com's recaps. So it was literally just reading through every single recap, pulling out the deception info. So I don't know what trip to Europe was caused by. And then we go to Lucky and Liz, and they're talking about Emily and Xander had run away. And they're like, oh, where could they have gone? And Liz is thinking that Emily would not have gone that far away from her family. Lucky wasn't so so sure after they kicked her out because, remember, they didn't want her seeing Xander. They just continue talking about Emily and Xander. And Liz said that she was going to go with Lucky to find them. And he's like, no, you can't because you have your test shoot for deception. And his mom needed her. And she said that she didn't want to let Laura down, but she really didn't think she could make it as a model anyway. And he told her that before long, he would be dating a supermodel and mingling with the rich and famous. And she told Lucky that she would probably just have a bunch of fancy pictures for of herself and maybe she would give him one for her birthday. And Gia was having trouble getting her mother to accept her interest in a modeling career. It wasn't on the list of acceptable careers for her. And Gia explained why landing a job at Deception was so important in an exasperated Florence accuses the girl of abandoning her responsibilities to her family in order to hawk cosmetics. Ouch. Yeah. And I didn't go down that rabbit hole either because I couldn't remember. I think it was just one of those things that in this family, you have to be a doctor, a lawyer, uh, these prestigious. A detective. Detective. These prestigious um, careers, not just a model. Gotcha. So then Liz went to go see Laura and was greeted by Elton. He advised her to let him know if there was anything she needed. And he was very, um, he was like Stanford from Sex and the City. Okay. And he said that Laura had been singing her praises all morning and the photographer just couldn't wait to meet her. Then he brought her into Laura's office. Laura introduced her to Theo Minnelli, the photographer, and he was the one that was going to turn her into the face of deception. Theo studied Liz's face and he knew exactly how he was going to shoot her. Laura said she knew he would and told Liz to wait and see how she would look and that she would have fun. Then Carly came and introduced herself to Theo, saying she loved his work. And she told Liz to go have a cat nap because she looked a little puffy eyed. Such a jerk. But I actually really kind of miss that Carly. Mm -hmm. Laura rescued Liz and took her out to the reception area. She asked Elton to give Liz the address of the photographer's studio and assured Liz that she looked gorgeous. And when she came back into her office, Carly was showing Theo a picture of her choice, Gia. And I'm pretty sure at this time, it's not like she had the picture on her phone. She probably had like an actual photo of Gia. Yeah. 2001. We talked about this. We're not doing it again, but (laughs) I'm just going off of my son was born in 2002 and I didn't have a picture of him on my phone for years. Right. So it was probably like an actual 
Yeah. She probably had to take her fun saver camera down to the drugstore and have it. She probably had to wait <laughs> a day like, to get day it back. Get what? Just to see if she even got a good shot of Gia. <laughs> oh my gosh. Theo said that he was confused. Wasn't he just to take pictures and to see who came out looking the best? It wasn't up to him to make their decision for them. Way to play neutral, dude. And then Laura assured him that they just wanted to take the pictures objectively and that they would decide. Objectivity is something he could do. After he left, Laura and Carly had their usual argument about the face of deception, and they agreed that the pictures would decide who should be the next face. And do you know how this would be done now? They would both have their picture taken, and it would be decided on social media. Yep. And it would be whoever had the most likes. They would have a poll up, yep. and that's how it would be decided. And it would have been done in a week. Mm-hmm. Huh. My, my, how we have come. Oh my gosh. It's been 20 years. Okay. 21 years. Shh. Stop making us feel older than we are or as old as we are. Then later Elton came in and informed Laura that Paris had called and they were sending the first batch of perfume samples overnight. Laura thanked him and asked if Carly was ready to go to the studio for the shoot. He said she had left to go see how her husband was doing and that she would meet Laura there. Laura was glad she could get there and calm Liz down before Carly came in. Liz got back to her studio to find a note from Emily, not war. And this was her art studio. Mm -hmm. Oh, so many things are coming full circle now. <laughs> okay. Uh, Emily had sent her a note saying not to worry and that they would be back later. And she got back to her meeting with Laura and the photographer and was studying herself in the mirror. She took out the paper with Theo's address on it and flashed back to another photographer's studio, the guy who raped her. Ugh. Gia came by and asked if she remembered offering to drop out of the competition for the face of deception. She had refused Liz's offer, but changed her mind. She wanted Liz to drop out. Liz changed her mind too, and she wasn't going to drop out. Gia accused her of being manipulative, and this was her plan all along. It was the same plan. Girlfriend, how is she right. manipulating that you weren't? She warned Liz that she was going to wipe her out of the competition. So Liz went to the studio, and while waiting for Theo, she again had a flashback of her rapist, Tom. And this is something that I forgot to mention on when we were talking about Liz having her... She's having a breakdown. Yeah. Essentially is what she's having on. At this time right now is when Liz is stalking herself. So if you're listening to this years from now, back in May of 2022, Liz was destroying things around her, but not aware. Right. I feel like maybe she also didn't... She wasn't fully recovered from this either. Right. Like, that girl's gone through a lot. She has. Just a bit. So then Theo caught her off guard and she jumped and she apologized and said that... And he said that nerves were good. It gave her energy. In Theo's studio, Liz was nervous and fidgety about the shoot. The makeup woman was having a hard time putting makeup on Liz and asked if she needs to take a break. Theo tried to get Liz to relax and have fun. And she asked if they could just wait until Laura got there. And he said that they had to do some warm-ups. He had her smiling a little and a little less tense by the time Laura got there, but she was very much relieved to see Laura. Things were going to be okay until Carly arrived at Gia. Laura asked if Liz would be okay with Gia there. Liz said fine, but she got to have the same chance when it was Gia's turn <laughs> to be all intimidating. And right. Stuff. Then Liz was having a rough time with the photo shoot. Nothing seemed to loosen her up. She looked stiff and not comfortable at all. Carly was pleased and Laura was worried about her candidate. Then Lucky showed up and Liz's eyes brightened. They hugged and they said they missed one another as the makeup artist rushed over to Liz and told Lucky not to smear her. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like you finally get the girl to relax and then you're coming over like, wait a second, right. don't relax. Don't, don't mess up the makeup. Laura finally called a break and asked everyone to give Lucky and Liz a moment. Liz asked Lucky his feelings about her shoot and he put a positive spin on it but told her she looked as if she was about ready to break. Lucky started to play around with the lights and the camera to put her at ease until she was comfortable. Carly walked in and saw them playing around and was not happy about it, but she let them continue. The crew returned and Liz was able to finish her shoot with confidence. Good job, Liz. So then in February, Nicholas apologized to Liz for the way Gia had behaved during her test shoot. Gia and Liz squabbled again over the job at Deception. Sunny and Carly were talking about their wedding when Elton stopped by Sunny's penthouse with the proofs from Liz's photo shoot. Photo shoot, not Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have it back then. No. 
I'm not looking up when Photoshop came. No. Carly was very disparaging, except for some in which Liz looked more relaxed. She suspected those had been taken by someone else. I wasn't really sure why they had Lucky behind the camera there, like he was the photographer either. I know he was trying to make her relax, but it was like, they paid how much for a professional? And then we just have uh, her son come in and shoot some pictures and it'll be fine. Yep. That was very odd. So Lucky and Emily were heading out to go to Liz's studio when Carly walks in. She saw Gia and said she was arranging a practice shoot for her. She offered Lucky a job to photograph Gia for $1,500. He didn't want to do it because she was his girlfriend's competition for deception, but they finally reached an agreement for $2,000. So apparently Lucky was a master photographer better than the pros. Carly tells Sunny that she had a secret weapon, and that she was going to stage a coup. Gia Campbell would be the next face of deception, and she would gain creative control over the whole company. I, I don't understand how that thought process, just because your person wins, doesn't mean doesn't, you control the whole company. No, you still have 49%. You get to have bragging rights that your person won, 100%. but that's about all. But you only get 49% of the company. Exactly. Laura went by to book Gia's photo session and told Theo she would like to have another session for Liz, too, but it could wait. They booked a day and time, and she noticed his setup for another session. He said his assistant had booked a session, but he didn't know who for, only that they were paying top dollar. Gia showed up for her practice session and was reassuring herself when Lucky walked in with the camera. So I guess he just rented out his studio Uh, for other photographers to use? Sure. Okay. She asked what he was doing there, and he said that he was there to take her picture. He was being paid well. She didn't like the idea since his girlfriend was her competition. She was going to leave when Carly came in. She accused Carly of setting her up, making a joke of her. Carly said she was offering Gia the chance of a lifetime, and Lucky was a good photographer. He had taken some good shots of Liz, so imagine what he could do for her. She finally convinced Gia things were on the up and up, and Gia was put in the hands of the makeup people. Gia was quite striking during her photo shoot. Carly was smart to hire Lucky to handle the gig. Even the staff was impressed with how the camera loved Gia. Carly was quite pleased with Gia and her efforts. Let's just hope Laura is as pleased too. I don't think she still feel bad for Theo. Right. I just don't understand. Everyone's getting not the truth here. Yes. So Elton came into Laura's office with some photos and asked Laura if she had seen them. She assumed they were Liz's and told Elton she had been nervous and they were redoing them. He said they were of Gia. She asked where they had come from and he said Theo's assistant had dropped them off. Laura said Gia's test shoot wasn't till the following week. Whoops, Elton said. She told him to go get Theo on the phone and to get a hold of Gia. She asked if Carly was in the office and he told her Carly had gone to lunch. She told him to track her down as they were going to have an executive meeting right now. I don't know when you turned into Joan Crawford, but I love it, Elton exclaimed. Carly came in and was looking at Gia's photos. Laura asked her when she was going to tell her that she had set up a photo shoot at Theo's studio with another photographer. And Carly told her that Lucky had taken the pictures and Laura was surprised. Carly said he had a real talent. They argued and Laura said this partnership was a disaster and Carly agreed. She said she could handle a loan and she would buy Laura out. Laura didn't agree with that and they argued some more before Carly left. And then Gia told Laura that Elton had called and asked her to come in. Laura handed her the proofs from her shoot and Nicholas and Gia sat down and looked at them. Laura said they were great and she didn't realize Lucky could do that. Neither did we, Laura. (laughs) She wanted to get him to take some of Liz and Gia agreed it was only fair Laura said she would set up Gia's shoot with Theo and let her know when it was. Okay. So we're having two photographers take, take pictures of each girl. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Carly went to work from the park. She met Laura there and discussed their situation. <laughs> I'm the like, fact oh. that we hate each other. Yeah. She informed her that Sonny would not side against her and he wanted them to work things out alone. Carly admitted hiring Lucky and doing a secretive test for Gia, but only because Laura was fighting so hard for Liz. They both conceded that they were not being open and very communicative. Laura and Carly both agreed to try again. Laura even admitted to Carly that Gia's pictures were good and that Lucky was a great photographer. Carly asked to further look at the pictures of Gia, and she went over to the window to catch the best light. And then a whole bunch of other stuff happened, but we're not getting into it, right? (laughs) But it was interesting. (laughs) 
Gia's mother then continues to disprove of her modeling career and said that it would not be as good of, as a degree from Columbia. Then a few days later at Kelly's, Gia is crestfallen to overhear Laura confiding to a thrilled Liz that she would be the new face of deception. Nicholas returns home to find a sobbing Gia burning her photo proofs in the fireplace. And again, at this time, the only way to get them back would have been through the negatives. <laughs> I think. When did digital cameras come out? I feel like digital might have been around then. But probably not being used in photography like that. Weren't they probably still using probably. like real film? And I would think so, but I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. I'm like, when did that happen? I don't know when it made the change Yeah, for like businesses. But as regular people, we had a digital camera then. In 2001? I feel like, yeah, or right around then. Because I had a film camera for taking pictures of Matthew. Mm -hmm. But when I took pictures of Emily, I was pretty sure that they were mostly digital. When did normal people get digital cameras? Thank you. Because I saw like, well, this is, and I'm like, mm -mm. oh, the Canon power shot. And that's the one that I really remember mm -hmm. being like the first, it says 2004. Oh, okay. We could just go on the history of cameras. Right? Here's another 411. When did all these things change? We've told you about pregnancy tests. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we gone oh, down? Oh my gosh. There's a chance it could have been digital, but most mainstream were still fun saver. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Negatives. Do you remember when you had to buy the flashes mm -hmm. to put on top of your camera yes. and you only got like five? Yes. And so you had to save them. Ooh. Yeah. Life was so stressful back then. Actually, I would almost prefer it. I feel like it makes the, you think about it more. The Polaroids where you had to really justify it. And then yeah. we, like I was allowed to use the Polaroid for nonsense, which I shouldn't have been allowed. But um, Madeline has asked for the newer Polaroid. And I'm like, no, you get 10 shots for like $20. I'm not buying this for you. Right. But it made you think more. True. Like you actually had to be intentional about your actions instead of just, I'll take a million pictures and then just pick the best one. No, right. you actually had to put thought into it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go with the fact that they were not using digital <laughs> with Liz and Gia. And that's where, that's where we came from. And we wonder why sometimes these things end up being four or five parts instead of one or two. Yeah. Sorry. So then Lucky and Liz were in Laura's office and she was telling them that they would officially announce Liz as the face of deception at a launch party and that they should have the first shoot done by then if possible. And Lucky's like, so I'll be taking the pictures. And Laura's like, who else? And they laugh. And then they're like, yeah, who? <laughs> they didn't really do that. <laughs> they didn't really do that. But I <laughs> throw the Laura over their shoulder. <laughs> and they all throw back their heads. <laughs> Oh Laura God. really did say who else. Oh, so okay. I added after that. <laughs> she said that they had to keep it completely confidential. Okay. And Liz asked if Carly knew yet. And Laura said that she couldn't get in touch with her. And the last time that she tried talking to Carly, Carly had hung up on her. She said that they were going to go ahead with the campaign with or without Carly. Boom. Later, Nicholas comes storming into Laura's office and sees Liz's pictures, demanding to know why she was the face of deception. He asked why Laura didn't have the decency to tell Gia herself, and Laura admitted she handled things badly. Nicholas showed Laura Gia's pictures and said Gia was born to do this. Laura agreed she had the sultry, sexy look of Brenda Barrett, but she wanted the innocent look like Dominique. I'm sorry. I love Liz. She's absolutely gorgeous. I don't feel like Liz has a completely innocent look, though. No. Nicholas said he respected Laura's taking over the company and he never intend and he never interfered. Sorry. Nicholas said he respected Laura taking over the company and he never interfered. In fact, she had never once asked for his advice considering he has done PR work for deception before. She said she didn't have to justify her decision. And he said the innocent look wouldn't sell cosmetics and he left in a huff. Funny. It would because normal women like to see other women. Right. They aren't social. You're not all sultried up every time you go right. to the grocery store. Yep. Back at Nicholas's cottage, Gia came downstairs after having slept 21 hours. She told him that she would be going to Columbia like her mother wanted. 
He said her family was here and she told him that she hardly ever sees her brother and her mother would go back to Brooklyn if Gia went. She told him that she knew as soon as she stepped in front of the lights, modeling was what she wanted to do. She didn't know why she should stick around and watch Liz be crowned Queen of Deception. Emily coaxes Xander into escorting her to the deception launch party. Nicholas explains to a startled Gia how Liz was raped by a photographer a few years back. Meanwhile, fed up with her business partner's prolonged and unexpected absence, Laura suggests to Bobby that Carly resign from deception. After hearing the tail end of the woman's conversation, Tony encourages Laura to follow through on the threat to knock Carly off the payroll if she doesn't agree to turn in her resignation. Gia encounters Carly strolling through the park and breaks the bad news about her swiftly defunct modeling career. An incest Carly confronts her equally irate partner at Deception when Laura shrilly insists someone really had a thesaurus on this. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> that her decision is final. Carly vows to shut the company down before she'll let Liz become the new face of Deception. Again, 49% is not going to do that. Gia comes to Liz's studio on the pretext of offering her former rival an olive branch. Unable to resist playing mind games in light of the new information about the other woman's past, Gia reminds an unnerved Liz on how her new career will make her the focus of the fantasies of thousands of strange men. Oh! Yeah. No. 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 Gia, that was way too far. No. Mm-mm. That, mm-mm. Laura and Elton were getting set up for the deception launch party. Later, Elton told Laura that Mrs. Corinthos had called in with some last minute additions to the menu. So I gathered, Laura said. Elton said that he had scanned the suggestions and only added those that were the most appropriate to the tone Laura had been setting for the evening. Laura told him he should have been a diplomat and asked if he would like to continue to be one for the evening. He promised the evening would be pure perfection. Mac arrived and complimented Laura on her outfit. He said she had just the right look for the CEO of a successful cosmetic company. See? No. I think that he had a little crush on her. No, I will not allow it. (laughs) Rewrite history. She had thought it's not a rewrite if at the time he had a crush on her. But I'm saying no. So I'm rewriting it. Oh, now you're right. Okay. Yes. Yes. She had thought so too, but she felt more like a girl trying to play dress up clothes trying on dress-up clothes. Mac helped boost her morale, and she said to remind her to invite him over more often. He said that he accepted all future invitations, then handed her a present. She opened it to find an emergency road kit, and Mac said that it would help her on the road to success. I think that is the cutest thing. (laughs) And then she thanked him and asked if she broke down tonight, would it work on her? I think it's sweet. I think I like that idea. I feel like that would make a good graduation present. Like you put together like an emergency road kit for a graduate for anything else. I feel like you could make an emergency road kit for any major life change. I like it. Yeah. For I like the idea of the emergency road kit. I don't like the idea that Mac gave it to her. Okay. Then Amy came over with Liz and Lucky in tow. Gia arrived with Nicholas and congratulated Liz on winning the job. Liz said hello. Gia went on to say that she loved her outfit. It was so sweet. And that was totally a condescending mm-hmm. mark. Laura told Gia that she was glad she had come, but, and that she had been meaning to call her and that she had been busy and that was not an excuse. Gia said that it was okay and that she had given, she had been given a fair chance and she appreciated it. Laura said she supposed Carly had invited her and Nicholas said Gia was his date. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why that needed explained. They, I don't either. They were dating. Yep. They were each other's date. Right. Lucky asked Nicholas why Gia would want to come and see them announce Liz is the new face of deception. Nicholas said that Gia loves modeling and there were lots of people there who could jumpstart her career. Nicholas told Lucky that he had to admit that Gia looked incredible in that dress and Lucky agreed. Gia commented on how calm Liz looked. She said that she would be such a nervous wreck knowing that she was going to be the focus of so much attention. She said that she admired Liz for taking all this on and Liz said that she admired Gia for such a convincing performance. (laughs) Thank you for calling her out, Liz. And then a reporter arrived to cover the revealing of the face, but it turns out that they were actually just there to talk to Sunny about the Christmas shooting. And Laura had asked Carly if she could get the photographers away from Sunny. Carly very snidely commented that Laura picked up the food, the guests, and the face, deal with it herself. Laura said that she would and started to walk away. Carly said, okay, Laura was right. The reporters were here for deception. She would see what she could do. And then Laura said they thought they should get the reporters together and make the announcement. Carly persuaded her to wait, keeping them in suspense. Laura agreed and decided to make the announcement that there would be an announcement. (laughs) That was so boring. They're having the announcement for the announcement. Yes. 
While she was doing that, Carly asked Gia if she still wanted to be the face of deception. Gia said yes, but it was a little too late. Carly said that it wasn't if Gia wanted to work for it. So she told Gia to make sure Laura went up to the roof and then leave her stranded there for about a half hour. Earlier in the day, Liz was getting ready for her big night, getting the jitters as she thought about what Gia had said about her being a model. Emily came to help her and Liz asked if this meant she wasn't mad at her anymore. Emily said she wasn't, but she still wouldn't be going without Xander. Liz said she was nervous, but not just about the launch party. It was the whole campaign and her face plastered all over. Lucky came in and asked if she was ready for stardom. Liz said she could hardly wait. She took off her house coat. <laughs> I know. I'm like, it's okay. Had a house coat, but okay. She took off her house coat and Lucky said she looked fantastic. Wouldn't it have been a robe? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks to Emily, Liz said. Emily said all she did was blot and blend. Emily told Liz to hold her head up high and be happy. Lucky said he knew Liz was scared to death, but what a great opportunity this was for both of them. And then earlier at Nicholas's cottage, Nicholas was waiting impatiently for Gia. He asked if she was ready yet, and she told him to be patient. It was very hard work. She came down dressed in a sexy red dress and asked what he thought. Just give my brain a minute to work, Nicholas replied. Then I've achieved the desired result, Gia said. If your desired result is to have men dropping at your feet, yes, Nicholas answered. She said not just men, but the whole room, including his mother and all her advertising cronies. He agreed all eyes would be on her when she walked in the room. She said she wanted them all to eat their hearts out when they saw her. They saw that she was the runner up. Nicholas warned her not to get involved in any of Carly's crash and burn schemes. She said she wouldn't let anyone manipulate her. She told Nicholas she had accepted not being the face of deception and said Laura had done her a favor. She would go and meet other photographers and hang out with Chloe Morgan. He said Chloe Morgan would be inspired by her dress. She said the dress was a Chloe Morgan original. Nicholas said he was proud of her for going to the party and that she was a winner even if she didn't get the job. He agreed there would be other opportunities and as they were leaving, Nicholas asked how she could afford a Chloe Morgan original and she said it was about five months rent and an investment in her future. And those were all like little flashback scenes and everything. Chloe Morgan. Mm-hmm. So cute. So then at Deception, Laura made the announcement that in a half hour they would actually make the announcements. And Gia asked Carly if she was crazy. She wanted to know how she was supposed to lock Mrs. Spencer on the roof. Carly said it was no problem. She put the maintenance man she paid the maintenance man a bundle to make sure the door was unlocked. She told Gia she had half an hour to get Laura on the roof or she was going to announce Miss Muppet referring to Liz as the new face of deception. Carly had arranged for a sample of perfume to be spritzed on guests and Laura asked why she didn't tell her. AJ and Hannah arrived and Carly asked Laura if she invited them. Laura said she invited all the quartermains and Carly said she should have run AJ by her. Laura said she gave Carly a copy of the guest list. It wasn't her fault if she didn't read it. AJ and Hannah said hello to Gia and remarked on Gia being a contender for the face. Hannah said she would make a great face of deception. AJ said he would be one great PR assistant. Gia said it was between her and Liz, so keep their fingers crossed. Liz who? AJ asked. He said anyone with the sense God gave a goose wouldn't let her go get away. <laughs> Do geese? Have good sense? I don't know. I don't know. You have to Google that another day. Mr. Schaefer tried to talk to Sonny, but Alexis got rid of him. Poor Alexis did not want to be there. Yes. That was so poor Alexis. She totally got told she was coming just as like a guest. And instead it was really to get rid of all of the photographers and whatever. So she asked when the press control was written on the retainer, but you're so good at it. Sonny told her a reporter cornered Liz who looked like a deer caught in the headlights and said the word was that she was the new face of deception. She told him he would hear the official announcement when she does. And he asked, what about the unofficial? Laura commented to Mac that so far so good. Mac asked why she didn't make the announcement. Then she said, Carly was, right once the announcement was made the party would be over nicholas asked gia how she was holding up and she said she was doing whatever it takes nicholas suggested she mingled and meet some new people like photographers and reporters she went and introduced herself to a couple of them but they were only concerned with getting photos of sunny Carly told Chloe and Ned she was glad they could come. Elton came and spritzed them, and Chloe told Carly it smelled wonderful, and she really thought Carly had a feel for the cosmetic business. Chloe said she was glad Sunny was feeling better. 
Carly said she wouldn't have let him miss this party for anything. Neither would his lawyer, Ned said snidely. Carly told Ned to keep him and Alexis's problems away from her. So much for social pleasantries, Ned said. Chloe told him to go say hello to Alexis and he would feel better. AJ came up to them just then and commented on the swell party. Shouldn't you be falling down drunk by now? Ned asked AJ. AJ looked over at Alexis and commented that she ditched him for a life of crime. Wasn't that the first for one of his ex-wives? He made a couple more ex-wife remarks before Chloe told him to stop. Alexis asked Sunny if Ned was still looking at her. You're asking me, he asked. She wanted to know if he was headed her way. Sunny said no. Are you sure, she asked. Sunny saw Schaefer staring at him and asked Alexis if she could go get rid of him. Don't you want me to throw him out the window? Alexis asked. Don't answer that, she asked. Do you? I'm sorry. Do you want me to throw him out a window? And then Gia went up to Sunny and said she didn't mean to disturb him, but she wanted to say how great it was that he was there to support Carly. He said it was his pleasure. She said most important men wouldn't bother. He said he would do anything he could. Alexis came back and told Gia she looked wonderful. Gia thanked her and left. Alexis asked Sunny what that was all about, and he said the kid had an angle, no doubt about it. I love that Sunny could totally read Gia and her ridiculousness. Yeah. So reporters surrounded Liz and Lucky. Liz was nervous, but Lucky rescued her and handled the press wonderfully. She told him that his mother wanted her to say a few words after the announcement, but she didn't know what to say. He reassured her and said this was a new dream for them. She didn't know if she could do it. Gia told Mr. Schaefer that Mr. Corinthos would meet him in the lobby. He asked why she was giving him the message. I did love that all these people were like, why are you the person telling us this? And she said, isn't Sonny the only reason that he's there? So he left. Later, she asked a waiter to tell Laura Spencer that Mr. Schaefer wanted to meet her now on the rooftop to discuss a photo for the new face of deception. He wanted the city in the background. Go figure. That did actually make sense. Mm -hmm. That would have been a really nice picture. Yeah. He wants everything set up before the official announcement is made, and she said he was waiting on the roof now. So Alexis came over and told Sunny the annoying man was gone. Can she go home? And Carly told her that she was being paid to party, so party. Carly was so snippy with Alexis. I don't know how she didn't punch her. Ned was looking at Alexis and Chloe told him to go say hello. He went over and said hello and right away attacked her with comments about her being there with Sunny. The waiter went to Laura and told her Mr. Schaefer wanted to see her on the roof. Excuse me, Laura said. She looked around and didn't see Mr. Schaefer. Mac said that didn't mean he was on the roof. Laura asked Mac if it was her imagination or was Gia staring at her all night. She said Gia had guts showing up there tonight. She asked Mac if it was possible Mr. Schaefer really was waiting for her on the roof. He thought it sounded kind of odd. She said if he was, she didn't want to risk alienating the most important feature photographer in all of upstate New York. She said she would go up for a minute and check, and Mac said he'd go with her. He needed some fresh air even though they shouldn't be together because I still don't like the idea of them. Carly told Sunny the party was almost over. Why do I feel like you're up to something? Sunny asked. Why so suspicious? Carly answered. She promised there was nothing going on. Ned continued to be snide towards Alexis, even suggesting she hadn't been much of a friend to Chloe, which was not right. He decided to leave with the parting shot that maybe he would flag down a semi. Laura and Mac climbed up on the roof to find no Mr. Schaefer. They talked about the party for a minute, and then Laura said it was cold and wanted to leave. Unfortunately for them, Gia had been there to lock the door, leaving them stranded on the roof, and Laura wondered how they could have gotten locked out. Then her eyes narrowed as she thought about it. She didn't just lock her on the roof. They put glue in it. Gia put glue in it. And I think with that... That's, that's the cliffhanger. Oh, that's the cliffhanger. For They're part two. On the roof. Dun, dun, dun. What's going to happen next week? Will Laura ever get off the roof? Will Mac stop his crush on Laura? <laughs> and what will happen to Gia? I'm going to start carrying. Will Sonny and Carly make it? The- will Alexis continue representing him? Will Ned and Alexis ever make up? What happens to <laughs> Chloe? Find out next week on Fort Charles 411. <laughs> <laughs> 21 years later, we have the answer. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, I think that's a good place to stop for this week. And we will pick up next week on everything that happens after the roof. Yeah. So, it's funny because we got a couple emails of, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. Like, all that stuff happened with deception. I was like, just wait. Yes. It gets better. All right. So, join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet at the pier.
Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to peer54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.